the recipient of the 2019 President's Award. What's going on through your mind right now? Uh, as flies to wanton boys, we are for the gods. They kill us for the sport. Soon the science will not only be able to slow down the aging of the cells, soon the science will, be, will fix the cells to the state. And so we will become eternal. Only accidents, crimes, wars will still kill us. I don't know what but this guy's saying. Unfortunately, crimes and wars will multiply. I love football. Thank you. What's up, everybody? Welcome into Pace the Nation, broadcasting back here at Studio 1A in downtown Arlington, Virginia, as I see the art bus travel through the heart of the universe. Of course, that is Clarendon. The art bus is the Arlington Transit System. I don't think that's what the acronym <laughs> is, but that's fine. I've got a couple co-hosts today for episode 204, the one you heard laughing across me. It's uh, my first co-host, my wife, Julie Cully. Julie, what's up? Back hey, again. We're back. I guess I didn't get kicked off. I what? didn't fail. <laughs> no, you didn't. Or, you, you, or we're desperate. Got, I'm got, not sure. Yeah, I had heard, I'd heard some positive feedback. Uh, let's up bring in our other co-host. To my left, of course, it's William E. Docs. The steady, always consistent William E. Docs. Docs, what's up? Right before we recorded, I showed you guys some <laughs> crazy speech from Eric Cantana okay. at the UEFA Champions League. That is the second weirdest thing I heard today. The first <laughs> weirdest thing was you like saying art stands for Arlington, <laughs> whatever you said. Which, like, what is that bus? What is that? Oh, it's my the, That green bus that, that uh, everybody knows who lives in Arlington. Uh-huh. Uh, I, it's not even important, but it was just that you got it so wrong. <laughs> you made a point to, course, to pick it out. Yeah, and here goes the the art bus going by us. This is of course you know. the uh, shuttle to Dallas Airport. <laughs> Arlington Transit. It is the art bus. Uh, I'm not sure what art stands for. Uh, tweet us if, if you know what that uh, well, stands AR for. AR for Arlington and yeah. T for transit. Okay. <laughs> there or we maybe go. It's, maybe it's Arlington Regional Transit. Uh, I, think it's, I think you're right. I think it is uh, AR for Arlington yeah. <laughs> Transit. But you were fitting but wouldn't in, it be ARL then? You fit in a different word, dude. Yeah. Uh, or or uh, this all needs to be edited in case this needs to be edited so I don't look stupid. <laughs> <laughs> Welcome to the 2019 Fantasy Football Preview by Pace the Nation. Today we're going to rank all of the players A to Z. Um, you know, I think it's important to be descriptive and specific when you are trying to set the scene of the podcast. So well, I saw that and I think uh -huh. it's always good to also be authentic. Mm -hmm. So it's descriptive, specific, and authentic. Okay. So can we set the scene that we have like heat blowing on us right <laughs> well, now from always, this, there's, there this There are event? always issues with the uh, 
uh, either the air or the heat in this room. Yeah, that's one thing if you continue to do the show with us, Julie, you'll have to get used to, unfortunately. I'm glad we can describe that part of the scene, yeah, though. Yeah, it is. It is uh, it's hot in here, generally. So um, a sweatshirt that you're wearing right now, probably not a good move. Yeah, who wears a sweatshirt in August? <laughs> when you work Blame at yourself. a university and the AC's still on everywhere. Well, it sounds like Georgetown University is not doing a very good job <laughs> of protecting our environment. No. Not today, they weren't. Um, Docs, I asked you what, what was going on. Anything else going on other than a crazy soccer video that uh, he will tweet out at William E. Docs? Uh, if you haven't seen it, I mean, this, is, this was really good stuff. Okay. Uh, this was high quality, what in the world just happened stuff. <laughs> yeah. You played it for us. I couldn't understand it, but anyways. I, that was, that, yeah, exactly. And, yeah. and watching the video, neither one of you guys had any content. You were like, I don't know what and is. what is what's going on. I have no idea what's going on. That's why it's such a good video. Yeah. Uh, well, we got a big show to get to. Um, we started kind of random, but we're going to dial this in. Excited to be joined in studio by runner, local runner Roman Guru. Uh, he was profiled in Run Washington by our buddy Kellen Song. Uh, just a really interesting story. How running has just completely changed his life for the better. Uh, so he's going to tell us. Uh, about his running, about how it's impact him, impacted him in such a positive manner. So excited to have Roman uh, on the show today in studio. Uh, also in today's program, we're going to talk some. We're going to get back to our roots. Talk some dogs. Oh, thank you. Talk, <laughs> talk the dog park. Uh, so I think uh, Docs might have a, a story to share or two from the dog park. I might take two full segments. <laughs> All right, <laughs> so a that, lot to discuss. Uh, so all you dog fans, Brian Knight, I'm looking at you. Uh, mm-hmm. We're excited to have that on the program today. Uh, We had a couple of uh, Pacers-related activities this past weekend. Uh, We were at H Street for the All Run Washington Pep Rally. Uh, We sort of described that um, in that uh, last week's podcast, and we've got the H Street opening. I don't know if I did a great job of really announcing it on the last podcast. We'll talk a little bit about that. But also another event uh, was the uh, Beer Mile. So we'll talk about it the was beer last line. weekend. Yep, last weekend. Uh, Why as didn't well. you tell me about that? I think that um, I'm I'm actually not sure. We'll we'll, we'll get into that. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm not sure why. Uh, also on today's program, we're going to talk a little running. I want to talk about the Olympic trials in Atlanta, and uh, there was a course change. So we'll we'll talk a little bit about that. It's now eleven and a half miles. <laughs> and then marathon nice the marathon is 11 and a half miles uh, it's one of those 5k marathons right that would be uh 3.1 miles, i know but, but yeah. i was saying that because there's a lot of people who, who, say, oh, who don't run you know say, i ran a 5k oh you did a 5k marathon yep uh also today's program we're going to talk about the pt and happy hour that we the three of us were all in mm-hmm. uh last week um but we're gonna we're gonna it happened yesterday but we're gonna announce it today <laughs> well it was kind of a, a, a going away was. party slash happy hour, and that's why we didn't really plug it that much. Mm-hmm. Um, but before we do that, uh, I, I did want to get updated on um, you guys running. Uh, Docs, we'll start with you. Uh-huh. Uh, I know you got a big trip coming up. You're going to have to be in shape for. I've been, I've been running. Okay. I've been following a program put together by Heather Stevens. Nice. Okay. If, if you're looking for a coach this fall, you can look her up at Rad Running. There you go. Good plug. She's well, been, been she on the show She does a great before. job. Yep. Yeah, and you can also look it up. 
Julie Colley was the uh, guest host for that podcast. That's right. mm-hmm. So if you're if you're a Julie Colley fan and you can't stand us, you can also <laughs> go back and listen to yep. that episode. That's true. <laughs> a lot uh, of lot of reasons to listen. So to you're that being episode. coached and uh, doing mm-hmm. some running. Good. Yeah, I, I, I am. Um, He's been less orny recently, so I'm a little bit I'm a little bit upset today, but we're not going to get into that. <laughs> Uh, so that's that. That's good. So um, you uh, you're getting ready for a trip to Spain? No, not Spain. I wanted to say Spain. Go ahead uh, and say Spain. Uh, say not Spain. It's it's uh, where are you going? Well, I don't know, but um, <laughs> there's going to be running involved, nice. and I, I I will be as prepared as possible for it. Uh, but I started a little bit too late. But it was good for me to have something that pressured me into getting getting into shape have you guys talked about Dox's trip on the show yet no no you know he's a very private guy so Mm -hmm. maybe maybe uh hopefully he'll he'll let us you're gonna have to give us the itinerary i mean i know this is a pretty we could talk about this afterwards yeah we'll we'll tease that for for a future show because i agree we gotta dive deep into that it's running related yeah and you gotta have your passport you're going overseas Mm -hmm. i mean there's a lot happening he doesn't like people to know former guest yeah training you um so a lot of people ask me julie well, how much does your uh, folks, people know that, you know, if you've listened to the show, you know that uh, Julie ran the Olympics in 2012. Mm-hmm. Uh, people just assume that she runs all the time. She's a coach. Uh, so people ask me all the time, so how much does your wife run? And he wants to find out. So can you tell us <laughs> on the show? Yeah. yeah it's so a, that he can a really big question. secret. It's a yeah. really big secret. So how much you run, Julie? I run between two and three miles, five to six days a week. Yeah. So... With three miles is your long run? <laughs> that is my long... Actually, four once in a while. Mm-hmm. Couple Every couple of weeks, I might sneak in a four-mile run. But um, I think there's a reason why coaches tend to like start to like, gain weight. Right. Coaches gain weight. And it's because you're watching people run all the time, and you don't actually want to then go do it yourself. Mm-hmm. Julie, you should get a bicycle. I, and I'm not really into cycling. Yeah. Doesn't matter really if you're thing. into it. <laughs> But no, I, I, I get a little bit in here and there. So like today we were in a mandatory coaches training all day long the last two days. And during the break when everyone was eating lunch, I had to sneak out to the treadmill and knock out two miles and then throw my normal clothes back and, and run back into the seminar. So you squeeze it in here and there. So a, a, few, a few miles for those who are asking, listen to the show so you don't have to ask me now. Four <laughs> to five, maybe sometimes six times a week. And uh, you, you can't run a lot more than that because you get injured. Is, is that right? I still have hang-ups, yeah, yeah. physical hang-ups. And yeah. so when we were at my parents' house at the beach a month or two ago, I ran seven days straight, and by the end of it was limping. So yeah. I, it's just not that fun for me anymore if I do much more than that. So I, it's like my sweet spot is like three miles. I feel okay. good. I feel like I've had a few minutes to just, you know, Take time to myself, meditate, think about things that are going on in my life, and then get back to it. So that's been my sweet spot. Do you spot. do anything besides running? I think we do. We not talk about this. I do Orange Theory a little yeah. bit. Yeah, I, I try to go to Orange Theory once a week. But isn't Orange is Orange Theory like strength training or is it? Um... It's running, strength training, and rowing. So mm-hmm. it's a combination of all three in any given day and any given workout. So you should do yoga. Everybody should do yoga. Oh, I can't. I don't have the patience for it. Everybody should do it. They it doesn't matter. Probably should. But mm-hmm. yeah, I, I I hear that a lot too. And I, mm-hmm. I just haven't. It's just like when you tell runners to go stretch, like, hey, like go stretch. It's really good for you. And no one does it. 
until yeah. they start getting hurt, and then they start oh, doing think, it, but it's already too late. I think yoga is, is a, an amazing injury prevention uh, thing and, and longevity, and uh, everybody should be doing it. So uh, do, you, do you do videos in your house then? If I did it, yeah, but I don't do yoga. <laughs> <laughs> well, check out our episode with Runners Love Yoga, uh, Anne Mazur. Her site is Runners Love Yoga, so mm-hmm. uh, check that out. That was a that was a good show, and yeah, I agree. If if you have the patience for it and you can do it, it is probably a good thing. I just don't have either. So next time somebody asks me how much Julie runs, I'm just going to tell them to refer to episode 204. Yeah, um, that's a probably a good social. Yeah. Situation. Probably probably should provide the timing of it too, so yeah. they don't have to actually mm. like re-listen to the no. episode. Yeah, no, this is the whole thing. Listen to the whole thing. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. All right, we're going to talk to a guy who runs a lot next. Uh, Excited to be joined by runner Roman Guru. Running has absolutely changed his life for the better. He's going to tell us all about it next here on Pace the Nation. All right, welcome back to the program. And now... Docs and Julie, we are excited to be joined in studio. I've totally messed up his name. How how surprised? I mean, a level of one to ten. How surprised are you, Docs? Well, I mean, that's your staple. <laughs> so it, it would be, be it would not be a Pacination episode All if right, you pronounce something. Correctly. It would feel weird. Let's otherwise. bring him in. It's Roman Gurule. <laughs> <laughs> I feel like I'm I just so said, sorry. I'm, sorry. I'm going to apologize on behalf of him. Roman, how are you? <laughs> I'm doing really good. Chris. All right, Roman, pronounce. do us a favor yeah. and tell us how it's supposed to be said. Uh, it's Gurule. It's a. Uh, All right. What what what's the uh, origin of that name? It's a uh, it's a combination of Spanish and French. Uh, okay. The Spaniards captured the French expedition back in 1680 something, and they couldn't say Gurule, so they changed it to Gurule. Can you use it in a sentence, please? (laughs) Roman Grule has become a good runner. How about that? Just go with Roman, Chris. Roman. All right, we're going to go with Roman. I feel like it was like Julia Gooley I was trying to say there. What what, what, what was that from? Uh, The Adam Sandler movie, The Wedding Singer. Some of my friends say G-Rule. All right, G-Rule. There we go. There we go. Uh, Roman, thank you so much for for joining us. Uh, Roman uh, lives in Adams Morgan. Um, I, I, now I remember Adams Morgan from 20 years ago, right? When you like, were five? Do, do you remember well, Adams Morgan? I mean, it was like, That's the question. I know. Adams Morgan was hopping. I mean, that was the spot where all the 20 somethings I'm showing my age. We, we try to not do this, but that is, is it still like the hot spot for all the young folks to go, uh, Roman? It is a hot spot, but yeah. now we have 14th street. We have yeah. U street. We have uh, Shaw and a bunch of other places. So it's not as popping as it used to be, and right. they've also kind of changed the vibe a little bit. So it's, yeah, no, it's, Adams it's, Morgan seems seems super cool. A lot of great spots to run uh, there in Adams Morgan. So we're going to get into your running. Obviously, uh, want to thank uh, former guest Kellen Sung, uh, and and he wrote an article you on you um, in Run Washington, which I thought was awesome. Um, have you told your story like you did on in Run Washington before? Was that the first time you kind of told it? It's the first time I've told it publicly. Wow. Very cool. So you can check that out, uh, runwashington.com. Uh, the, the story is lifestyle. Uh, U-turn pays off for Roman G-Rule. <laughs> and uh, it's a really good story written, written by our buddy, uh, Kellen Song. So lifestyle U-turn. You're a big-time runner now, but that wasn't always the case. Tell me about what this lifestyle was before. Well, uh, back in college, uh, you know, we had a, me and my friends had a good time in college. Um mm-hmm. 
And then when I uh, left college, I uh, obviously got a job. Where'd you go to college? uh, New Mexico State University in Las Cruces, New Mexico. Big school. It's a big school. Uh, About 16,000 people. Yeah, so fairly big school. Probably good parties there, I would imagine. Yeah, Yeah. Yeah. very Uh, good parties. Yeah, yep, okay, (laughs) all right. So you you, you move immediately here to D.C.? No, no, I worked uh, for the state of New Mexico, and I had a series of... uh, uh, promotions and so I had some really good jobs with the state of New Mexico um, but along with good jobs comes money and along with uh, money co- and all your friends uh, you like to go out have happy hour yep. uh, all that stuff and and uh, then I moved out here to DC and got even better jobs and lifestyle continued and better happy hours yeah. better happy hours uh, better everything here in so DC. were you running were you at all during this time after college um i was running a little bit yeah. uh, and when i thought it was running a lot three miles a few times a week ah uh, that's what you said <laughs> I know, I know. she just she literally just that's, said that that's that's you. that's my life yeah. yeah yeah but uh but yeah so three miles a few times a week you're doing a lot more than that obviously but don't worry you didn't insult no me. no along with that uh you were uh, you were happy hours most probably five to six times a week wow um, and it was kind of it's kind of a standard thing in, in on capitol hill and mm-hmm. and uh you know when you're bringing up a big program such as the medicare modernization act uh you know we were we were working hard and li- uh living fast as well so it's uh you know go uh, knock out 12 hours a day of work and then go hang out at the bar afterwards relieve some tension and you know, one thing always leads to another, and somebody somebody always has the bright idea: go to another bar, and <laughs> mm-hmm. it's like, okay, let's do it. And then somebody says, let's have a shot, let's do it. And then you're an Adams Morgan. And, and, the, <laughs> and then you're an Adams Morgan. <laughs> is, that, is that why you moved to yeah. Adams Morgan? <laughs> no, no, actually, I lived in Old Town. Okay, yeah. Uh, but um, you know, Old Town's also really, yeah. really great. Uh, but yeah. that would make for a long commute home, then. Yeah. It would make for a long yeah. commute I, home. I, I, a lot of taxi rides. Yeah, home. yeah, yeah. And, yeah. I mean, you can find a good time and party, and there's always something. If you want to find it, there's always something going on uh, in the DC area. Is obviously. this the promo? <laughs> no, no, no. <laughs> uh, um, I you're doing the ad read right now. <laughs> no. So, uh, so you're you're drinking, uh, you're you're hanging out, not running much. Are you? like worried about your like health at all at this point i'm actually not worried about my health mm-hmm. um you know i'm eating at all these fancy restaurants uh you know we're having a really good time um and just just having a blast yeah and so i wasn't really particularly concerned about health um and you know i was in my 30s uh and the beer belly wasn't appearing quite yet right and then uh probably about 35 it starts appearing but it's like okay well uh, it's not a big problem. I'll just run a little bit more and, uh, you know, I'll add one more three mile run in, uh, a week and, right. and it, it just, uh, kept, uh, kept on. So. Right. So you, you, so you really didn't identify it to be a problem. Did you, I, I'm not sure if the story says this or not, but were you an alcoholic? Um, I wouldn't say that I'm an alcoholic. Mm-hmm. Uh, the answer is definitely not. Um, mm-hmm. It was, uh, you know, just a culture of, of everybody that I hang out with and, and part of doing business. So mm-hmm. a lot of times business is done at happy hour. Uh, a lot of times, uh, you know, I'll, most of my friends or, or colleagues, uh, it, it was normal for us to go out and have a few drinks and sometimes a few too many. Uh, and uh, that's that was just part of well, you kind of get left behind too, right? There's a little bit of culture of that if you don't go out, um, depending and on is, who you're working with. And that is a good point. Um, 
And I used to think that I needed to drink to go have a good time and to be social. And I thought that's the way I could work the room because I'm 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 generally a really outgoing person. Mm-hmm. And uh, I I always thought you know booze was going to be the thing that you know it, it loosened me up. The first drink it obviously is is a good feeling. And then uh, you know I'm able to to talk a lot more freely. I thought. Um, mm-hmm. And so to your point. Uh, it was a, it was a, it was definitely an opener into conversation. And then when you're talking to folks and you don't have a drink in your hand, they kind of look at you funny. So it's always good to have a glass of wine or a, a glass a beer of beer or something. something. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. So um, tell me about a, a moment. Was there a moment where it was like, wow, I am like drunk in a bad position or like I need to change my life. Was there ever that type of moment for you? Um, oh, definitely. There's a, there's always those moments where you've had too many. Uh, Just one moment? J- yeah. And t- tell me the worst <laughs> moment. Tell us the worst, like where you remember. Well, I've never, luckily I never woke up in a gutter. <laughs> oh, well, I have. Man, whoops. <laughs> <laughs> um, I'm only oh, half my but, yeah, goodness. Anyways, yeah. But, uh, you know, I've, I've woken up with some uh, serious hangovers yeah. and, you know, trying to make it through the day and you walk into work and you're, the, you're responsible for leading a meeting, you know, and... Uh, it doesn't matter how much coffee you have, how much gum you're chewing. Uh, you still know you re- it's coming out of your pores. Uh, <laughs> I smell like IPA uh, right. in charge of big, important meetings right. and, uh, eyes are bloodshot. Um, and you know, you're just not at your A game. Uh, and as hard as you try, you're not at your A game. And, uh, I've had several, you know, numerous of the numerous moments mm-hmm. like that. So you met Liz Pham um, a, a few years back. Uh, tell tell us about her and how she short, sort of introduced you to this new way of life that you're a part of now. Well, um, so we met uh, uh, at the Center for Consumer Information and Insurance Oversight, which is the federal Obamacare office. And mm-hmm. um, at that time, I was the operations director for uh, their business operations. Um, which basically meant I had a whole lot of responsibilities, including human capital management, budget, contracts, grants, uh, policy coordination, and uh, a whole bunch of other things. Um, but as part of that, I was also one of the lead social people of the <laughs> agency. Uh, I would always coordinate happy hours, and it's like, okay, let's all get together and let's go do this thing. And uh, we, and so I would always see her. Uh, on Tuesdays, Track Tuesday, mm-hmm. uh, and she changing into her shorts and, uh, you know, the running gear and all that stuff. And I'd be like, aren't you going to happy hour? She'd be like, no, I have track. And I'm like, why are you going to track? <laughs> track? Wait, <were laughs> like you high who, school? Who, yeah. Like who goes to track at, at six o'clock on, right, on right. Tuesday? We're all going to happy hour. Yeah. Have you heard of the bar down the street? Yeah, of course. So, uh, so she's like, no, you, well, you should come check it out one of these days. And I'm like, okay, whatever. And so she keeps on going to track and I'm like, well, okay, I'll give it a shot. Cause she keeps saying, you should go to track. You should yeah. check out this club. And then, uh, she's like, and we do marathon. I'm like, well, I would never do a marathon. So that's <laughs> something that Kellen probably didn't ask me, yeah. but, um, yeah. I, I publicly stated. Wow. And, uh, and so look at you now, man. And we'll get into that. But yeah. <laughs> so you said you'll never do a marathon. Liz, what is this crazy track stuff? But you said you'll try it one time, huh? So, I, so yes, the track, and uh, I sort of went out there and, and saw all these runners running, and I'm like, whoa, this is actually a thing. Because uh, 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 it was Montgomery County Road Runners Experience yep. Marathon Program, and uh, they're just on this track. And I'm like, whoa, <laughs> this, this is kind of cool. So, you know, I ran around, and um, 
at that time I wasn't, uh, I was probably just middle of the pack. Sure. And, uh, but did you feel like you'd fit in even that first day? I mean, everybody I'm sure was welcoming and all that stuff, right? So one of the things about Montgomery County Roadrunners is it's a great group of people. Mm -hmm. They're, uh, very welcoming, very accommodating, very, uh, very open about, you know, if you're, if you're going to, if they're, if you're there to run, you're welcome to, yeah. to be with them. And cool. And, uh, so it, to answer your question specifically, it was, a it was a welcoming moment. It's awesome. So you, you, you finish the first one middle of the pack and you think, wow, it's not so bad. Um, and then do you immediately go to another one or what happens next? Um, I think I waited. I think I skipped one. Um, yeah. Happy hour called. And happy so hour called. And, <laughs> yeah. You know, right. I, I didn't go. And then, uh, I told her, well, you know, I'll join you at track again. And, and then I started, uh, oh, I, I, well, actually I banded it, <laughs> the, the XMP program for, from, from that point on. Nice. <laughs> then I sort of went on the long runs and, yeah. and, uh, I, uh, I, I started really, uh, gelling with the, with the guys that were, that I was running with. So, uh, the next thing you knew, I was uh, doing doing long runs that were 15, 16, 20 miles. And were you still drinking regularly at the time? I was. Unfortunately, yeah. I was. Yeah. And come mile 15 or whatever on a 20-mile run, uh, you know, yeah. I, I was just failing. Uh, right. The, the IPA was coming out of the pores. <laughs> uh, the sweat was just, you know, intense. Right, right. Uh, and I, I was not feeling good at the end of the long runs. Yeah. So ultimately, you you pace uh, Liz through um, a marathon, right? Even though you've said you've never would do a marathon, you pace her through a four hourish marathon. A four ish hour, yeah. Yeah, that's that's awesome. And so from saying I'll never do it to the marathon experience, was that eye opening? And w- was that like I got to get out and do one myself after you did that one? It was very eye-opening, yeah. and I don't know if I should curse or not, but... <laughs> Go ahead. Go right it, was ahead. Like, it was like the holy shit moment. I did this. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I did 26.2, Yeah, and I didn't think I could do 26.2, and it... And uh, so, yeah, then I uh, I said, you know, I'm going to run a... I'm going to run Richmond. Yep. So that was 2015. Um, still drinking um, pretty regularly, but doing the track workouts, running with the mar- with the marathon training program, hopefully not abandoning for too long. Hopefully you become a paying customer sooner than later, but, uh, then you run Richmond and not just sub four hours. I mean, you run a pretty fast time, right? I did. Um, so my first Richmond, I had, I hit a three seventeen, yeah, and I missed Boston qualification by two minutes yeah. for my age group. And I was like, damn it. And all that whole week before, uh, the whole week leading up to Richmond, I had gone out with my friends, happy hour. Oh my gosh. It it was just very bad marathon preparation, uh, not eating the right stuff, like eating bar food wings and burgers and fries and everything that you should not, that I know not to do now. Um, You did. I did. I did all of that. (laughs) And I missed BQing by two minutes. So um, I went to uh, New Jersey, qualified with a 309 Mm. uh, following the that Richmond and then uh, so I got my BQ there um, and actually my first sub three was not Richmond it was actually Erie in 2017 okay uh, and uh, it was a 259 <laughs> wow. and by that time I had already changed my lifestyle around yeah. and and uh, you know not drinking paying attention to my diet right. uh, you know but was it was that the motivation was it you you missed your qualifying your BQ by two minutes and so you just said 
uh, I mean, were, were, was it that quick and that reflective that, that this has got to change? Oh, absolutely. Yeah. So well, between I, Richmond and New Jersey? So between Richmond and New Jersey, I completely eliminated uh, hard liquor. I completely, uh, I pretty much eliminated beer. I would still have an occasional glass of wine or, or whatever. Uh, and I started changing my diet a little bit, uh, but not a whole lot. Mm-hmm. Uh, so then I realized at New Jersey, I could actually do better than a 309. Um, and I, 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 I knew I could. Like, yep. I was like, that's not, that's not my personal best. Like, this is not where, where, where I'm at, actually. So then I decided uh, shortly after that, I'm just going to go cold turkey. Mm-hmm. Um, and I can, so there's a, you know, I could either be happy with what I'm doing, or, but I tend to be a competitive person. <laughs> and uh, right. so as a result of that, I, I said, the one thing that's holding me back is the drinking. So you decided no, no more casual glasses of wine when you're out. No Nothing. more. Wow. Because so you're just totally out. Totally out. And how long has it been since you've had a drink? Uh, a little over three years. Wow. How did so. that change the relationship that you had with happy hours? Because you said in the article that now you go, but you drink water. So do you go as frequently, you know, to some of those events, or do you, um, or did you, do you just not go anymore? Okay, so that's a great question. I don't go as frequently, but I'm still at, probably in a bar setting at least four times per week. Wow. Because that's where my friends hang out, and that's where, you know, business in D.C. happens at bars. No and, doubt. Uh, unfortunately. Mm-hmm. But um, I either drink soda water with lime or just water or, uh, or a, a non-alcoholic beer uh, if they have something that's, that's worthwhile. Uh, and, and, and you're not an alcoholic, and, and I believe that, but why, why don't you think you could – just your personality, you couldn't have one and cut it off? Um, I can have one and cut it off, mm-hmm. but I, uh, I tend to not just have one. Yeah. I tend to have two, and then two is three, and then I've three is... I've got the same personality, man. Three is four. <laughs> I see a lot of... That's yeah. why he's so curious. Yeah, yeah, yeah I know, exactly. <laughs> and, then, and then four, then at four, yeah. it's like, okay, yeah, well, okay, we're going well, to yeah. hop to the next bar, and right. then we're having a yeah. blast, and then it's yeah. two o'clock in the morning, and then... Yeah. You have an 8 o'clock meeting, and yeah. it's that whole situation where I talked about where it's like you're trying to d- drink coffee and <laughs> eat hash browns and yeah. <laughs> do, do whatever you can. Do all that stuff, right. and it's just not working. Try to trick your body. I'm curious, though, because it, earlier in the conversation you said that um, you f- would feel awkward if you weren't holding a drink, or maybe someone would look at you a little bit differently, or that you would feel pressured to grab a drink. Like, How did that change for you? So that's a really good question, and I'm glad you actually asked that. Um, so I think I imagined that I could not function without a glass wow. in my hand. Mm-hmm. Uh, I, I actually now believe that it was all in my head. Um, and so the, the other thing that helped, so, so I got more confident in going to bars or going to parties or doing stuff without a beer or a glass or of anything in your hand or anything in my hand. Mm-hmm. Um, but people also started noticing that I was no longer the old me if you will right because mm-hmm. like even within xmp i was i started out like with a nine minute group or nine fifteen group uh pace group and then i i moved all the way like quickly as soon as, as soon as i stopped drinking i moved to the fastest fastest pace group. group out there right and uh and so uh so i think people started noticing oh he's actually serious about this like he's running marathons he's running 10ks he's doing 10 milers whatever the thing is and he's yeah. actually 
competing decently. Yeah, you're um, committing your life differently. So, so, it's, so I think people saw an actual change, and I think to your point, they saw that I was committed to doing something different. So nobody, and, and actually, I have an awesome set of friends. Uh, nobody is a peer pre- like when you say I'm not going to go do something. Uh, they're not there. Oh, have a drink, have a drink. Like we don't care if you're not drinking. Yeah. Right. They're, and instead, they're like, okay, cool, cool. That's wow. wonderful. Wow. So <clears throat> let's fast forward to Richmond uh, last year. Um, that was your PR, correct? That was what, a PR. What, what, what'd you run there in November? Uh, 256 and some change. Wow. He's going to give you a run for your that money. Is, I don't know. I mean, I'm, I don't know. Well, what, I shouldn't even say that. I, he's no, way fitter than you. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, that is, that is totally legit. Um, that is, and, and you are, uh, it says in the article, how old are you? I'm 45. 45. Wow. That is, I mean, you're, you're uh, fast, but fast for a master's. That's, that's really impressive. I mean, what what do you feel like the the next thing for you is now that you've run two fifty six you've broken broken three hours is the next goal to just get faster and faster where are you at so interestingly enough I actually did a little uh, research on you before I came in here <laughs> and I saw he's that interested to in race streaks me. Yeah. in streaks and I saw I saw an interesting stat that you've run a sub three for many twenty years twenty years. years twenty years in a row yep more yeah. or less. So, <laughs> 20 years in a row is the correct answer. Yes. Yeah. So my yeah. goal is actually to run a sub three for the next several years. Wow. Uh, do I have an actual time I want to hit? I don't. Yeah. Uh, you know, it'd be awesome to hit a 245 or something. Yeah. But in reality, uh, if it doesn't happen, I'm going to be happy having a streak of sub threes. And That's uh, cool. That's oh, my awesome. gosh. You inspired someone. Finally. This is amazing. Yeah. This, is a, this, is, this is a breakthrough. I hope you both can inspire each other and you give up drinking. <laughs> <laughs> I do. I, I am seeing a lot of I, yes. I, I feel a lot of I parallels. Mean, yeah. I mean, I, I truly like I, I Julie asked the question about having something in your hand. And that's a big breakthrough for, for me. It's like if I'm out in a social situation, because I agree, like a lot of work gets done um, in your line of work and all of our probably line of, lines of work. Um, and ha- not having something in my hand is tough. So that's a really that's impressive that you're able to do it and not have to go to like smoking or something else. So 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 props props to you, man. That's 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 awesome. Um, so you live in Adams Morgan. Now you work for yourself, right? I do. That's awesome. So you work in Adams Morgan and what's your running schedule like with with kind of you making your own 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 work schedule? Oh man, so that's a that's a good question. I yeah. try to I, I actually really like to run early in the morning. Yeah. Um, I feel like I'm the strongest whether I'm running or at the gym. Um, of the crew that I run with, I probably run the least miles. Mm. Uh, I, I pretty much do track Tuesday, tempo run Thursday, and long run Saturday. But in between, and that's your running. That's my running. Wow. Uh, but then on Monday I do lifting. Wednesday I do lifting, uh, and then Sundays I do lifting. And then twice a week I also do yoga. And then I stretch seven days a week. Wow. And I pay meticulous attention to my nutrition. So. This is Docs was just talking about stretching and yoga. Wow. Yeah. He made I a mean, big plug for yoga before. Yeah. And we he both, said he he wouldn't do it, but he said it's a really good seconds. thing to do. Yeah. I mean, we we kind of we kind of blew him off, but wow. I'm I might be into the <laughs> yoga yoga and stretching now, but seven days a week of stretching, like how long? of a stretching a session. session would you do? Um, if it's going to be a hard effort, like this morning I did a tempo run, uh, and so I stretched for probably about 15 minutes prior wow. to the run, and then I stretched for 15 minutes after the run. 
Wow, that's impressive. So if you're going to write a book on like how to get it done, <laughs> right. I think Roman's our guy. I know, seriously. Uh, because I do think that is, I mean, I, I agree with Docs, even though we kind of blew him off in the earlier segment. I do think at 45, I'm, I'm your age, basically, yeah, you have to do that stuff to be effective running uh, into your 40s and 50s. Absolutely. Um, well, so I run with a bunch of folks that are younger than me, right. and the only way that I'm staying competitive <laughs> is not drinking, yeah. uh, stretching, e- doing stretching, all the little e- things, eating yeah. right, and yeah. doing all that stuff. So they'll get there eventually. So, yeah, <laughs> yeah. Um, what's your favorite spot? I love your your area to run. What's your favorite spot to run around uh, your neighborhood? Um, so my typical area is I, I run down uh, Calvert Street, mm-hmm. down that big hill, uh, and take Rock Creek down. Sometimes I'll head up CCT. Sometimes I'll just go across Memorial Bridge. Uh, run around Iwo Jima, uh, back down through, uh, across to Georgetown and, and back. Um, I, I'm one that I like to change up my runs a lot. Mm-hmm. So not like you finally something that's not our sim- yeah. similar. Yeah. He likes to run like the, to same the same route, route every day, every single day. Yeah. Well, you and, like and when I'm short on time, I, I definitely just, just do, do, the, the, do the, do the comfortable quick, 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 quick down, yeah. quick yeah. down to Memorial bridge yeah. and back. Yeah. And mm-hmm. cause I know I, it's a, you know, seven miles or yeah. seven and some change. And, and I know I can, blast yep. that out really fast if I'm pressed. Autopilot. Yep, yeah. exactly. Yep. Um, yeah, there are awesome spots to, 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 to run near Adams Morgan. I try to do all most of my long runs out, out towards your way. Um, so you've obviously met that goal of the Boston Marathon. I didn't read or, or know whether you actually did the Boston Marathon, met the goal of qualifying for the Boston Marathon. Did you do the Boston Marathon? Um, I've done three of them. So you've done three. Okay. Yeah. How, how, how have those experiences been? Oh, man. Okay. So these. So that's a good question, yeah. too. Uh, my first Boston Marathon, um, I kind of botched it up. And it was it was a hot one. It was 2017. Yeah. Yep. Um, but the first thing, the last thing that I heard leaving the Montgomery County Roadrunner tent uh, or the our section of the tent was don't go out too fast too hard and right. everybody's been telling me this for several months leading up to boston and what did i do i got caught up in the moment <laughs> and i went out too fast and i was dropping yeah. seriously fast miles at the beginning and and uh that's a recipe for disaster there. i kind of killed a, myself yeah, it's a uh, downhill first few miles for those who no one ever thinks boston. it's going to be them you yeah know? i know and, and it was me and it, was I, 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 it was it was a classic it was a classic do not do thing. and So that was that your first Boston? That so, was my so first So you blew one. up there 17. 18 was 18, the awful weather. 18 was the awful weather, and yeah. I experienced hypothermia. And <laughs> nice. Oh so gosh. that was actually my worst marathon time. Yeah. Uh, it was a 350-something. Okay. Um, I was in medical for uh, a good amount of time. Wow. Uh, but as bad as that experience was, was as good as it was. Um, the people that took care of me in medical were super oh, awesome. awesome. Like yeah. I, I couldn't ask for like better care. Um, when I got to the finish line, uh, I called my hotel. I said, I'm really late there. Like, don't worry about it. We have coffee waiting for you. Like, wow. oop, amazing. like the taxi driver, like there's no taxis available. And somehow, uh, some people let me sit with them in their SUV. And wow. then a no, taxi pulled a cool... up and, and they, they took me. And so it was like just amazing things happened. And then the whole team was waiting for me at the bar afterwards. So, if you haven't run, or if you can't, you don't have a qualifier. If you have, just go there for the weekend. It's an amazing experience. I agree, and those are great examples of why it's so great. But what's amazing is that that was your experience in 2017. You went out too fast <laughs> on a very hot day. 2018, you had hypothermia, and and you needed a community to get you back to your hotel. <laughs> And you went back in 2019. I did. You're like, let's do this again. I did. Yeah. So, so hopefully 2019 better. worked out a whole lot better. <laughs> it, was, it, was a, it was a much, much better Boston, uh, except what screwed me on that one was, uh, was my own doing again. I wasn't concentrating on my tempo runs. Uh, 
And so I started cramping up towards the end when it heated up. So you're, you're finding me now uh, these days running tempo runs religiously yeah. and, <laughs> and like hitting them really hard and, and exactly what I'm supposed to be doing. So, so you're going back for 20? I'm going back in 20. For you. I'll, I'll, be, I'll, be looking, I'll be looking for you there. Um, Roman can wait for Farley. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> hey, maybe we'll, yeah. maybe we'll run I'll, together. Hey, if, if you're running 245, I don't think so. I'm not going to run uh, 245. <laughs> not that, that one's not the 245. Um, <laughs> well, I'm, I'm going I'm to get, unless you guys have a, a other stuff, but I'm going to get you out of here on, on this. I, I'm just curious, um, you know, for, for those people who might be going through, you know, you weren't an alcoholic, but you had a problem with alcohol. You were drinking a lot. I mean, for those people who are going through that, what's some advice you could give? I mean, obviously running was a big um, reason why you were kind of able to get out of it. But what is some other advice you'd give? I would say, first of all, uh, see what... See, so my, my advice would be, who do you want to be mm -hmm. and what are your goals? Like what are, what is your one year goal, your three year goal, your five year goal? And then how do you get to there? Um, you know, and running might not be the, the answer and right. the weight room or yoga, but find something that makes you feel good. And feeling good is a combination of fitness. It's a combination of what you eat, uh, you know, and it's, you know, drinking a lot of times tends to not make you the, feel as good as you could. So if, if, uh, if that's the thing that's doing it and that's the thing that's holding you back, there's a whole lot of stuff out there that you can do to not drink. Right. Uh, and, and I think running is actually the easiest of anything that you could do. Uh, all you need is a pair of shoes. Yep. And uh, walk out the door and you can catch a mile. Don't even start out too hard if, you, if you're not a runner, you mm -hmm. know start with a mile then go build it up to two miles and build it up to three miles and uh and then see where it takes you from there yeah i think i the part that i love about the story is that it, it didn't just happen all at once like there was an evolution to it right so it wasn't just like one day you mm -hmm. woke up and were cold turkey cut everything off and just completely changed your life because that's so difficult for people to kind of take on yeah. or think that they have to do like there were steps along the way it was like you started in the pro you know in the running program and you know didn't come back the next week but came back two weeks later and you started to get into it and and there were changes that you saw that you were naturally inspired by you know wanting to get that time down knowing that you could do a little bit more it's those things it's like those little markers where you're inching your way towards it that you start to then build and live a little bit better lifestyle and just change. So I think that's a really in inspiring part of the story is that it wasn't just overnight. It w there was an evolution to it. Thank you. And, yeah. and I think that'd be a, uh, that's actually a good point too. It's like, don't try to do a whole lot of things at once cause you'll fail. Yeah. Mm -hmm. So it's like incremental, incremental things. So, you know, to stop, stop the drinking, yeah. pick up a couple of miles here and there and, and then just, keep building towards what that goal is and what you want to do in that one three five years yeah i mean if you think about <laughs> if you think about where you were five years ago on a morning where you're hung over putting on you know doing some work presentation thinking about running a 256 marathon or running your fourth consecutive boston marathon that's an overwhelming thought it just you, there's just no way you would think you would get there so i agree the from point step. a to point b yeah, yeah. From, yeah. from that point a yeah. to that point yeah. b you got to go b c d e i i do know my alphabet um uh, well, it, keep going Let's <laughs> he, he's been yeah. practicing it with the boys <laughs> i think another thing that that really helps is you know uh 
and joining Montgomery County Roadrunners, the yeah. Experience Marathon program has been an absolutely great thing. Mm-hmm. Um, and then, you know, luckily I was able to get on the race team. So, you know, when you hang out with, with people that inspire you all the time, mm-hmm. when you're catching 20 miles with these guys or just really blasting out some 800s or 1200s or whatever on the track, uh, when you surround yourself with people that are just super inspirational and they give you all this good advice and all that stuff, I think that's another thing that really helps. So, you know, there's and there's great running clubs no all doubt. over the DMV and all over the United States. So. Um, a lot of people don't know where to start running, and I would say, you know, look up who your local roadrunners are, who your local uh, local clubs yeah. are. Yeah, or just find your Liz fam, whoever that is for you. Uh, they can help you get there. They're all over, right? Absolutely. All right, man. Great story. Uh, really appreciate you, you taking the time to tell it and, and, and being so transparent with us. Very, very cool. I think our listeners are going to really enjoy this one. All right, that's Roman G. Rule. Thanks so, much. Thanks so much for joining us, man. Really appreciate it. Thank you. I appreciate it. All right. There he goes. Roman G. Roll. He's a stud. Inspiring story he just told on Pace the Nation. We're going to take a quick break and be right back after this. All right. Welcome back to the program. And thanks again to our guy, Roman G. We're just going to call him Roman Isn't G. Rule. Gurule? Gurule. <laughs> yeah, Gurule, I think is right. I'm going to call him G. Rule. You can find Roman on Twitter and uh, Instagram. It's Vibe Runner, and Vibe is spelled V Y B E Runner uh, on both Twitter and Instagram. So give him a follow on social media. Thank you so much, Roman. I got a new running buddy, I got a new mm-hmm. running partner. Well, that's the most important thing out of this entire interview. Mm-hmm. <laughs> no, it is important. His message was super important. Really, really very cool. powerful. Um, very powerful. Um, good work to him, man. It's uh, funny because in my notes, what I wanted to talk about on the wrap up was was uh, the, hoping that he would have inspired you to stop <laughs> drinking, and that that's what you need to do in order to keep breaking three hours. We didn't even get to the post. I mean, that came up in the interview. It did, yeah. Uh, but I would like to reinforce that right now. I think that, that uh, your baby step is to go out on, to a social event and not have a fine pilsner, yeah. but instead a, a glass of water. Well, I only run two to three miles a day, so can I stand there with the beer in front of him and see yeah. if he can do it? Yeah, I mean, it's, okay. you, you it's not really going to affect my running. Oh, man. Um I don't know how this was turned on me. We were talking about a great story about Roman. I know uh, it's, it's inspiring, yeah. and we yeah. wanted like we want to inspire you. Yeah, yeah. Um, you got a running buddy, Julie, and I got somebody that will hopefully turn your life around and make you more I don't know. bearable I, to I, hang I, I out with. I mean, <laughs> make, really, you need to be a step up your game as a father too. I, I, I so. know. Wow. I don't know how I don't know how much is true or how much is shtick on this podcast, uh-huh. but kidding, uh, kidding, it's kidding, somewhere kidding. in the middle. Anyways, uh, the the point is, is Roman's story is awesome mm-hmm. and. Uh, he, he uh, w- was awesome to join us on Pace Nation. And thanks to Callan Sung uh, for telling the story first. Uh, you can find his, his stuff all at Run Washington. Uh, so um, let's go from um, not uh, drinking at the bar to uh, a Pace Nation happy hour. Um, so <laughs> uh-huh. uh, we were notified this week that intern Joanna uh, was uh, leaving. And so she... Uh, had a impromptu get together on Tuesday. Docs, Julie, and I were all there, mm-hmm. and we went to the Continental Beer Garden, um, and uh, we 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 found out she is leaving to Atlanta. So Correct. we've kind of lost our intern, and so 
I guess the, the, head, the headline is, is that the intern job is now open. And uh, so if anybody's interested, uh, hit mm-hmm. us up at Pace the Nation on Twitter. Well, the responsibilities as the, the Pace the Nation intern is that you have to plan our social events. Mm-hmm. Uh, and that's it. All, <laughs> but um, we actually are not losing our intern. We are sending her down to Atlanta mm-hmm. early so that she can plan the happy hour when we go down there for the Olympic trials in yes. February. Oh, wow. So she's, she's going down early. So she's on assignment. And so she needs an assistant. She needs an assistant intern to plan our social events in D.C. in her absence. Uh, but she's not, yeah, she's not leaving the show. So but she's that, working remotely for PTN then. As well, yes. <laughs> she's yeah. got another job, but mostly it's PTN. Well, it's a, it's a, she's, it's not that she's working remotely. She's, she's got an, uh, on-site assignment. Yes. Okay. okay. So, uh, we, we have now Satya, a huge listener of the show in mm-hmm. Atlanta. Now we've got intern Joanna. So, mm-hmm. uh, momentum is building for the Olympic trials. Uh, that was a great, I, I just, I wanted to say that was a great happy hour, a good send off. Um, our kids were there, had a good time. Um, they didn't destroy the continental beer garden. Cool spot there in Roslyn. I've really never cool. been there. Um, so I was glad to be introduced to that. It's an urban garden kid, feel to kid, it. Kid friendly. Um, we will be at the Olympic trials in Atlanta. Uh, still looking for who's going to take us there, <laughs> but we will be there. And I wanted to and, mention, and we will have our uh, biggest happy hour <laughs> yes, ever, for sure. and it will be 800 miles away from yes. DC. And and uh, we we have two uh, you know participants that mm-hmm. will definitely be be at that happy hour. But yeah. I wanted to mention the. Uh, uh, the Olympic trials in Atlanta. I'm getting pumped for it. They, you know, I, I love that it's going to be an Olympic year. Uh, I love the Olympic marathon trials. They are close by. I would love to do, I mean, heck let's put on a PTN happy hour. Let's get some listeners down there. Uh, support this uh, awesome People event. People are going, and that's yeah. what I'm saying. So they will yep. get together. So uh, th- it is in February, and uh, it came out this week that there is a course change. Atlanta Track Club announced this uh, week that they are going to change that six-mile loop that they were going to do three times to an eight-mile loop that they will do, it looks like two and a half times now. So, uh, Do you know why? A I little bit of a course, course change. Well, yeah, you, t- you tell me why. They have between 500 and 700 entrants at this point expected for the Olympic trials. And so the fueling stations they're worried about... Um, that people aren't going to be able to find their bottles, that it's going to be too congested. Um, so they've had to reroute the course. And, and if I remember correctly... Um, if you say what I was about to say, I'm going to be so mad. What's that? <laughs> if, uh, you say it first then, Docs. Well, they had like a pre-race so that people could get used to the course, right? Right, right. So, so people went down there specifically <laughs> to scout out the course. So I'm wondering how that changes now. Wow. Well, it's actually making the course easier. Yeah. Because there's less hills in it. There's less elevation gain. So and and What's I the better situation. What's the what? <laughs> the better situation. <laughs> the the uh, one one thing that I remember from the LA trials, uh, we had Joanna Russo on site there for mm-hmm. us. Just uh, like just like intern Joanna, we right. sent Joanna E. Russo <laughs> yeah. out to LA to, on assignment. Uh, People don't leave this show. I, I remember that the men and women actually participated at the same time. It was just staggered starts in LA. In LA, and I think that's what they're going to do again. Uh, so you know that you have these two marathons going on at the same time, and you know the faster women probably catch the some of the sl- you know, slower oh, men. So yeah. 
Um, so yeah, it, there's so many, there's incredible amount of women. The fact that that many women. No, have, I think it's the whole field. I mean, it's whole, between five and 700 total and I is think, what they're estimating. So with that many runners, I mean, you know, this is generally a hundred person event in both, uh, in both the men's side and the women's side, with that many runners, uh, they had to make a change. So maybe they should do like they do in high school, where if you have the A standard, you run first. And if you have the B standard, then you, you run in, a, in the next heat. <laughs> so two heats. Yeah. After they finish the first heat of the marathon, then you run the second heat. I of think, the marathon. Uh, I don't think the city is going to want to keep the streets <laughs> shut down for the well, second I heat. Think, well, uh, they're all fast runners. So it's not like it'll probably be less than like a normal marathon. Probably true. Yeah. I, I I think uh, Drew Hunter, didn't he qualify for Worlds out of a, um, a slow a heat? slow heat, yeah. yeah. So, I mean, it's it's not unprecedented. But um, I think they'll take uh, – I think USATF will take that under consideration and probably – Yeah, not. they're listening and they <laughs> – They'll probably not Put a do lot that, of weight in but, what I say. <laughs> uh, but, yeah, so, uh, you know, we, we will continue to have more athletes on Pace the Nation who are participating in that uh, event in Atlanta. So uh, mark your calendars. Uh, getting excited for the Olympic trials in Atlanta. This podcast, of course, is sponsored by Pacers Running. Pacers Running with five area D.C. locations. Pacers Running is for every run. Uh, we have a ton of events coming uh, up here in in September and the fall. Uh, next big event, Clarendon Day, uh, 10K, 5K, double, uh, happens September 28th. So uh, mark your calendar for that and show up and participate September 28th, Clarendon Day, 10K, 5K. We also had a an event this past week, a um, couple events this past weekend. We did the uh, unveiling of H Street, mm-hmm. where how we, did that go? we recorded. It went very well, except for I noticed that I teased that we had a big announcement, mm-hmm. and then I opened the interview with. Oh, how'd you notice that? We were at. Uh, I think I noticed it because you texted me that i did that yeah. so so we teased that we had a big announcement and then i said hey we are now uh at the h street pop-up location the interview uh, if just to explain this the interview was recorded like three days after we recorded the opening and and, and the exit and the the outro is when farley announced what the h street location right. was but then he did his interview, yes. and he announced, the, he's like, we're here at the pop-up at the new Pacers pop-up. And so no one had an idea what yeah. I was talking about. Yeah. Yeah, so the space-time continuum. You didn't handle it very well. No. And part of the reason is because uh, you had tacos at that event, and even though I supplied you with all the equipment, you didn't have me at the taco event. <laughs> yes, I, I didn't have to be on the podcast as long as I got tacos. I know. Uh, I'll know for next time. But uh, – so we had that uh, big, big announcement. We will be open on H Street for the H Street Festival, which is September 19th, 20th, that weekend. Uh, but we're hoping to be open on H Street uh, probably a week before that. So really excited about that pop-up location. Uh, we'll, we'll continue to get, give you updates on Pace the Nation. Check runpacers.com as well. We also had the Beer Mile this weekend. Mm-hmm. How'd um, you do? And I, I did not run, mm. but I... Um, Julie and the kids and I went. Uh, Lisa, Heather, the crew did an am- amazing job. It uh, went really well. We, we were at a new location this year. Oh, really? Where was it? Uh, it was at uh, Congressional Cemetery where a lot of races are held. And <laughs> I, look, I look at his face. But it was a cool spot, right, Julie? I yeah, mean, it actually was pretty cool. It, it worked out, and the people who, who were there had a great time. Um, 
my, my question, I'm bringing this up uh, mm-hmm. because my question is, uh, I had uh, James there and Julian. Too I young had, to drink. Yes, too, too young to drink. Mm-hmm. But um, we had him do, uh, he was watching the, um, you know, the beer mile happen mm-hmm. and the participants cheering. having, he cheering cheer. um, them on. And um, we actually had him do sort of a mock beer mile with, uh, with water. Okay. So I'm showing Doc's pictures now of James being handed the uh, his this water is my bottle. Worst nightmare. Uh, he's chugging the water. Vacation slideshow from Farley. <laughs> pictures. Look at look at these twelve pictures of my kid. And and then there's James running. Are we awful parents for letting him do the beer mile, Docs? Not at all. Like there's a lot of people that that will play beer pong with their kids with water. Yeah. Or you know you you play like uh, drinking games. You know, drinking card games with your mm-hmm. kids just you just give it a different name. Uh, so that, I mean, that's that's pretty par for the course. I think I think that's good stuff. Okay, all right. He had a good time. You can see the yeah, exactly. I, I'm, I, the picture. He looks like he's happy. And you know what? It's funny you mentioned that slideshow of my kids. In this segment, maybe just a thinly veiled uh, way for me to show you these cute pictures of my kid. It is. Yeah. Yes. Um, I and it and it was very thin. I saw through it. <laughs> And, you know, I wanted to put it out there because I, I, I wanted to get your opinion on whether, you know, training him for a beer mm-hmm. mile at age three is a good idea or not. I, I but, figured out the story without seeing the pictures. But Murphy, who uh, took the pictures, took some really good Those pictures. Those are really good pictures. Yeah. I would have not I would not have guessed that they were from Murphy. Yeah. Murphy. I, would have, I would have guessed that those were like official race yeah. photography. Um for real, yeah, she 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 should be an official race photographer. Um, I, I will say, like you bring that up, and it was sort of a thinly veiled way to, to get mm-hmm. these cute pictures out of, of my of our kids, mm-hmm. my kids. I'm Julie's here too. Yeah, uh, I'm right here. Yeah. So, uh, one of my social media in my social media course, one of mm-hmm. my lessons is never do that. Right. Right. So I, I get really annoyed. I'm going to pick a specific, I didn't think this was going to go there, but, uh, I, I'm, I'm, I'm one of the social pick, media rules. One of the social media rules that I have, I can't stand. Let me take, take an example, give you an example of okay. taking scared. a picture of yourself, a you know, fine selfie with something, something in the background. Like let's say you're at your, your, the wheel of your car and you're taking a picture of yourself and you've got your Lexus logo uh-huh. kind of in the background. <laughs> Just so everybody knows. Just so everybody can see. That is a big no-no. Uh, we know what you're doing So then everybody's there. like, oh, when did you get a Lexus? Yeah. Oh, my goodness. Oh, yeah. I didn't think yeah. you saw that I had a Lexus yes. now. Or my BMW logo. Uh-huh. No one takes that selfie and they got a Fiat. You know, logo, <laughs> logo in the background. With a red roof. Yeah, with a red roof. That's actually the car that we have. Or like an old, you know, an old beater car. No one okay. takes that. We know what you're doing there. Uh-huh. No one takes a Honda, a Hyundai. Enough, know, with the, enough with <laughs> the, the, the car shaming. What the heck? <laughs> so we know Some what you're doing Some people don't there. have cars at all, dude. I know. So Fine. we know what you're doing there. Just don't do it. Okay? It's tempting. Don't do it. You got a nice car. Big deal. Okay, I'm not that, sure about. The, I don't even know if it should be called the rules of social media. It might be the rules of insecurity. Yeah, that <laughs> that is true. We've got listeners who probably have done pictures like yeah. that. And they're yeah, like, let's be yeah. Let's sorry, be, let's sorry, be but it's it's true. Um, all right, so uh, listens to Farley anyway. <laughs> we're not in the business of losing listeners. No, it's a good good point. So that was um, that was the the, the weekend of events. Uh, Docs, your weekend, um, was, weekend was busy with uh, Joanna's dog. 
Oh, Joanna you've been, E. Russo. How, you've been, you've been do- dog-sitting this whole weekend, or this whole week, right? A lot of people think that Joanna E. Russo came into town in order to record a, a, a Pace the Nation podcast. She actually uh, went out on vacation. She caught a flight out of D.C., and she left my dog with me, finally. Luigi's <laughs> my, my dog. dog. <laughs> yeah, who I haven't seen in forever because he moved, to, he moved to Syracuse. Uh, so, yes, I've, I've been living the dog life. Um, and, and basically Luigi is, is, uh, an amazing, uh, dog. Like he's, he's, he's so well disciplined. He's, Mm -hmm. he's, he's very, he does own my house now. (laughs) So I am, I'm hanging out with him. He's not hanging out with me. So, so when you leave him, do you put him in a crate? No. No? No, no, no. He just has the He just light. has he has yeah. the run of the house. Run you the house. just come home and he's lying in your bed with a bag of snacks. <laughs> yeah. No, the uh I, I well I probably left my door open this time. I usually close my door. He it is like summer and he is shedding like crazy, so yeah. I don't let him into my room if yeah. I can help it. Um but yeah, so so Basically, my life has been centered around, and I know you guys have a dog too, and you guys have two kids, but you don't understand how difficult my life is to to have a very well disciplined dog that's really easy to take care of. <laughs> Please tell it's us take, more about it. It's, it's taken really over my life. <laughs> yeah, we have no idea what you're talking about. Yeah. Um, so you have. Uh, I've I've seen like that you've been going to the dog park pretty pretty frequently. So like the first thing I do when I wake up is he is we go for a walk. Okay. In the neighborhood, Mm -hmm. Uh, and then he kind of recovers from that. When he's recovered from that, then we go to the Sherlington Dog Park, which is a national treasure. (laughs) The Sherlington Dog Park is amazing. It's huge. Um, It is awesome. And and so I guess what what is did I get the dog on? I got the dog on Friday. Mm -hmm. Um, So. Like, we went to the dog park Saturday and Sunday, probably the two nicest days of the summer. So every dog owner in Arlington, except for you two, were there <laughs> both times we went there. Yes. It's too much. Like, it, 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 like and just, I, I'll be completely contradictory to this in, in about five seconds, but I just listened to all these people talking to each other, and I'm like, please don't talk to me. Please don't talk to me. Please don't talk to me. How I can't take not, it. How are we not surprised? <laughs> it is crazy. But I try to stay away from this. Yeah, but there's like, it's like rush hour, right? Yeah. They It follows the same pattern. Hundreds and hundreds so and hundreds of like, people there. There's rush yeah. hour in the morning before yeah. everybody goes to work, and yeah. there's rush hour in the evening when everybody gets off work. And then weekends are just... The weekend is the weekend is just... All rush hour. Un- yeah. un- unreal. And I, you have a pretty good idea how crowded it's going to be based on like the parking when, mm-hmm. when you're trying to get over there but you know so so we did that and he so are, do you have earphones on or anything or you're, you're just like um, please don't talk to me please don't talk yeah, to you me. should walk in with headphones on. i yeah. think i did i think i was like editing the podcast or where i was doing the something with the podcast okay on sunday so I, I had headphones there and i was like writing on my phone uh so, some notes and stuff like that so i was like not approachable but uh that's fine but the, so even though I say that, I, I also will say like when, like you're walking the dog, it's like it's like driving a Porsche. When you drive a Porsche and you see another Porsche, somebody else driving a Porsche, you have to wave. You're right, like, oh, we're right. in the same club. Same thing with the dogs. Like if somebody else is walking the dog and you're walking the dog, you have to say hello, right? Mm-hmm. Or, or you might, and then like you have the the standard, what kind of dog is that? How old is that dog? Like you have the same conversation yep. with everybody, and that's fine. And and then you, you're supposed to compliment the dogs and stuff like that. That's fine. But like I'm talking about the 
the actual conversations. People are like, oh, let's let's get beyond the the small talk and let's talk. I'm like, oh no, no no no. No, you just want the small talk. No, I'll do the small talk. You'll do yeah. weather. You'll do what kind of dog, uh, yeah. Luigi? Is, nice so. weather we got here. <laughs> yeah, but. So uh, this uh, this was the way it was Saturday and Sunday, and it was just overwhelming for me. And it might just be that there were just too many people there. Mm-hmm. I went to Sherlington Dog Park on Monday. We had the entire park to ourselves. Oh, it's for, the best like, on the weekdays. For yeah. like 10 yeah. or 15 minutes, the, like we had from, from fence, from gate to gate, nobody else there. It's it awesome. was crazy. Uh, he was and, and texting he, me pictures. It was pretty yeah, amazing. Yeah, it was. It, yeah, you would think that it was shut down for like a movie production or something like that. <laughs> so on that day, we're walking down, and maybe we're starved for uh, companionship or something yeah. like this. After a long time on the, you know, walking around, we see a dog come in, and the owner was wearing a Pearl Jam concert T-shirt. Oh my oh. gosh! <laughs> this is the so, only person had, that you would <laughs> want to interact with. I had already texted Farley. Uh, don't talk to me, don't talk to me, don't talk to me at the dog park. And then this guy's wearing a Pearl Jam concert shirt. And I was like, hey, so which show did you go to? I was like, oh, no, no, no. how many times have you seen them? Like, and that guy's standing there being like, God, don't, don't talk, talk to me, me. Like, don't talk to me, don't, don't talk to shirt? me. Why did I wear this shirt? Yeah. So, so it happened. And I, I've talked to a couple other people. Like, I, I actually think the smaller crowds, so so it might be more of just I find the, the crowded dog park is just like too much for me. Mm-hmm. And and then like the with, with fewer people, I think I'm I'm fine. So that that might have been some self discovery this week. Nice that I already knew. I don't like. Well, people. I'm interested to know though, because aren't dogs supposed to be just like their owners? So how was Luigi? Did Luigi care if it was busy or if it was not busy? Um, I think I think he's like some. I think he's a little bit like me. Uh, I think he mm. wants a little bit more action than I do in the dog park. But I think when there's a hundred thousand dogs there, I think that's a bit much for him too. Yeah. Because he he likes to say hello. He's like an a greeter. He'll say hello to everybody, and then they'll try to play with him. And he'd be like, "Oh no no no, no. we're not playing. Like we've we've done our thing." He, so and equivalent then he goes off and does equivalent to somebody being okay with just like saying hi. Yes. But doesn't really want to engage exactly. a conversation. Exactly. He learned from watching me. Wow, you are like <laughs> taking over this dog. Wait, wow. and, and another question I have here: this. Does does Luigi ever get this type of? All day, every day attention with Joanna. Well, I mean, like, is he even going to want to go home? I think he has. I think he has a good life at home. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. I know she travels a bit. She does so I was travel. Just, she brings I was just him wondering. With oh, really? Mm-hmm. Good for her. Mm. Wow. I, there could be like a. Uh, I I I see a custody a, battle. A custody battle here. Mm-hmm. I mean, you've got no. It's heating up. Yeah, you've got no leg to stand on. But no. Yeah. Uh, and also, I can't wait to get my freedom back. Uh, this 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 very well behaved dog that doesn't require much attention is just ruining my life. Um, I I do want to say one more thing about mm-hmm. somebody at the dog park. They have these these at the entrance. They have there's two fences and it's mm-hmm. a fenced in area so that you can bring the dog in, close that gate, and then open the other gate. It's a really simple system Sys- to figure yeah, out. Right. On Sunday, when there was hundreds of thousands of people there, there was a guy who, like, as we're opening one of the gates, he opens the other gate. I'm like, how do you not have the patience to wait your turn and, and uh, like, understand how this works? It's a very simple concept. We don't need 100 dogs running loose on the streets of Arlington. I'm glad that wasn't me. You would do that? <laughs> no, we've been there. We've yeah. been there. Yeah. yeah. Glad but, I didn't go that day. Well, you know what? I'll be honest. I remember some moments where he's opening the gate at the same time, and I was like, what are you doing? The yeah. dogs can go running out. Yeah. And, and you know, Chris, what? 
Yeah. Uh, oh, I didn't even think about uh, it. I, I met your long lost twin brother. <laughs> I was I was so annoyed, and it, like that that's like one thing. Like the people, the 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 dog owners who were just completely oblivious at the dog park kind of make me mad. It's it's hard. It's hard to go there when there's that many people. But there's my, just too many displays yeah. of humanity that yeah. you just get angry at. But my, I, I would say like ninety nine percent of the people are like are good dog owners. Like they're good dog people. I like dog people. Just like I like runners, you know, like a, a community of runners, great. Community of dog owners, great. All right. Well, Docs, you're going to have to update us next week on how the uh, transition from handing Luigi back to Joanna goes. Mm-hmm. I'm really interested in that. Hopefully, uh, there isn't the custody battle that I could see coming. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Great show, guys. What number was it? 204. Oh wow! Uh, so I'll, uh, you know, if anybody wants to know what happens with Julie's running, just mm-hmm. uh, two zero four. Two zero four. It's really important. It's really, also, really important. Yeah. We're only a hundred and ninety six episodes away from the pirate ship. <laughs> Pace the nation Pace happy. The nation happy. happy <laughs> That's hour. right. Yeah. Whoa! This yeah. is a thing. Yeah. Episode, if we get to four hundred, we're going to do the uh, Pace the nation happy hour on the pirate ship. This is awesome. Yes. All right. Thanks to uh, Roman G. Rule for joining us today on the program. Uh, give him a follow. Uh, Vibe Runner, V Y B E Runner, on Instagram and Twitter. Uh, episode 204 in the books. We're rolling. This is three weeks in a row. This is awesome. Uh, thanks to co host Julie Cully. Thanks to William E. Docks. Intern. Th- Thanks Co-host, to- <laughs> Julie Colley. Yeah, I don't think I've been upgraded yet. No, not yet. We'll see. You, you still- Stop giving out official titles, Farley. Yes. This is the longest an outro has ever been. All right, that's again, that's William E. Docs. Thanks to you, the listener. I'm Chris Farley. This is Space the Nation. We'll see you next week. Talking while the song is on is always very risky because you can't really edit it. I have in my notes, give up drinking. (laughs) Uh, Does anybody want to go grab a drink? (laughs) I got to get back to my dog. I got to get. What is that? Like, what the fuck? (laughs) I I don't know what that was. He was accepting an award. What award? (laughs) Like a lifetime soccer award. That's like like a legend. Like a soccer legend. They showed a shot of Lionel Messi sitting next to Cristiano Ronaldo. Ronaldo was. What was the achievement award for? I, I was he a even player? Look, what here's, a, here's a screenshot of uh, here's a screenshot of Ronaldo. <laughs> amazing where was that in europe it's for the uh, uefa champions league draw wow so uh 
there any snacks around here? They gave us a few rules, cuss words and things. <laughs> All right, welcome back. And uh, this year we're going to profile Andrew Luck. No football. Andrew Luck retired. Well, well like, like as of like days a three ago. days ago, yeah. Yeah. So we were really, really, really hoping that Kevin King drafted him, but he didn't. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, that would have been good, but he had auto- <laughs> autopilot, so... The autopilot! Good. All right. I wish I knew one Ja Rule lyric. <laughs> yeah. Like, I know how, what he sounds like, but I don't know anything that Ja Rule said. <laughs> I want to see if I can jump moment. in there. Yeah. <laughs>